Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the church in Scotland. Hi there, welcome along to the Midcast. My name is Glenn Innes and I'm going to be your host for the next 20 minutes or so. This is your first time here. We are gathering here to listen to some experts, some people with stuff to say about mission in Scotland today. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of our previous episodes, I'd encourage you to go back and to do that. But today we're delighted to have my friend Dave Murray with us. Dave, welcome along to the Midcast. Cheers, Glenn. Good to be here. I've invited Dave along because he has something different to say to us. Um, I'm excited to do this. I think uh, we should have a lively conversation today as we think about some issues around mission and uh, ministry. Dave, first of all, we should really get to know who you are. Uh, let's begin with, who are you? What do you do? Well, I'm Dave Murray. I'm the Associate Pastor here at Pollock Baptist. And I'm a, I'm a dad. And I've got two young kids. Uh, I'll better mention the wife. But uh, yeah, we're here at Pollock Baptist and I do a lot of missional work in this area. Brilliant. How do you end up here? Where, where are you from originally, Dave? Yeah, I'm a Casamock boy, so the apples no fell far from the tree. Okay. Um, I was at Kivkart Baptist for 17 years. Okay. As, uh, I walked in off the, off the street, uh, found the Lord really there, um, was baptised there, and walked away and fell away a few times, I must say, but then was, was this massive call into ministry. Tested that for a few years and then went to the Baptist College. Was a... Uh, uh, successful through that, was ordained uh, at Kirkcarrick Baptist as the, the kind of community pastor and now uh, after three or four years there I was called uh, as the associate pastor here at Pollock so that's but my background but where I'm from, well I'm probably multi kind of cultured in my, my thinking because I've lived in Aberdeen Australia, God's own country I knew, well I, I wouldn't call Australia that <laughs> I was referring to the first one of course, <laughs> yes I knew, I know you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and then back to back to Glasgow, where my really my roots are, okay. and uh, called to serve here. So it's a blessing. Fantastic, yeah, fantastic. And you mentioned you have a wife and two kids. Yeah. What, what do you spend your non-ministry time doing? Yeah, um, well, Sunday there, I just I just turned fifty, and I've always said I'm going to turn fifty. Never, you don't look know, a day you. younger thank than sixty. You. Well, forty-nine anyway. <laughs> I'm 50 plus 4 days um, but I always say I'm going to go and do yoga so I've joined up to do Bikram yoga um, mm. which is that one where it's very very hot yeah. and I get to do it in my underpants uh, so I can't wait for that that's a great image yeah, yeah absolutely um, but I'll, uh, I'll post that on Twitter later we're excited for that yeah, but I mean really I, I watch my two kids that's a real blessing um, I take my young, my, my young ones off she's not at nursery yet so we, we just go and do daddy-daughter things quite a lot Brilliant. Uh, I read uh, we read watch movies together we, we just do stuff that most parents do I imagine Dave that's brilliant and already we can hear your excitement about your call to ministry 
and, uh, and and about being here in Pollock in particular. And you've only been here a short time, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Mark and I have been here. We've both been called at the same time. We've been here seven months now. Okay. Yeah, Pollock's a great area. The people have got a, a, a real pride about them. They're a great sense of humour. They're they're very community orientated. They've got yeah. each other's backs. They know what's going on between the walls here. You know, and between their all their neighbours. Um, and and we love it. I think when and I wouldn't want to speak for Mark here, but when we both stood outside the, the door here at Pollock Baptist, we both sensed a calling, and that this church particularly was going to be a, a hub for the community and a place where people would come and be loved and accepted no matter who they were. And uh, that was a blessing to, to actually hear that from Mark and also hear that from myself, yes. that we both thought this is a, we could be a light here Brilliant. to this, uh, this community. Brilliant. And uh, stoked, we're really, the, the hashtag was buzzing <laughs> before we started, and we're still buzzing uh, seven months on, and long may that continue, you know? Fantastic. It's great to hear that excitement about, about being in your local place. But the main reason for having you on isn't that you're here at Pollock, and it's also not that you're just this generally brilliant guy with a really interesting story. And if you ever get to meet Dave, you should ask him about being a professional football player and all those kind of things, because he has a very fascinating background story, uh, even if he did end up a Rangers supporter. But the Lord can forgive all sins. Um, (laughs) But Dave, I, I think you have thought quite deeply and at some breadth about mission, and in particular perhaps pioneering mission and and I think that's a voice that we need to hear because if we are going to do mission then we need to think about what it means to pioneer beyond normal boundaries we we don't have an issue with that when we think about overseas mission because we know there are boundaries there so there are boundaries of language there are boundaries of culture Mm. there are simple geographic boundaries that we have to overcome but we don't think quite so naturally about those boundaries in our more local areas and as a result I don't think pioneering is something or pushing through those boundaries is something that we instinctively think about and I know you've thought a lot about it and it's something that's very dear to your heart so let's start with a simple question right at the beginning how would you go about defining the term pioneering? Because terms are important, and it's, it's, it matters that we're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So how would you go about defining pioneering? Well, uh, when you sent me through that, that question, Glenn, I thought, oh my word, how could you define something that's so vague? Um, and so I went to the, the best book I could find, um, and I went to the dictionary. <laughs> um, we'll do the Bible later. But I went, and, and you know what it says? It says, using ideas and methods that have never been used before. And I thought, that's actually quite interesting. Um, it's quite a good definition. But the, the thing for me is, uh, a pioneer, and you've mentioned it there, a pioneer breaks new ground. Mm. Uh, and uh, when we have a middle-class church society at times, walking with the poor and, and getting engaging with the community um, that we serve in are, and, and, and all that kind of context which is very important we, we forget that there's people behind the curtains mm. running about our own church running about our own communities that we never actually break uh, ground and go and chat their doors we things like that but for me defining pioneering is very very hard um, and I've, I've managed to, to think through a few things and I've wrote them down for you but Pioneers dream a lot. Okay. They, they, they're isolated people. They, they challenge the church traditions. 
you know that whole church tradition that we've always done it this way we'll keep on doing it yeah um, they, they see something that's different um, you know and they trust in the unknown they're very Abraham, Abra, Abrahamic you know they, they're very much God's called them to do this and they're going to go and do it mm. and then of course we can hit the New Testament as well where we see Jesus was the ultimate pioneer yeah. you know we get all that but pioneers, and, and I like that whole thing about going across and breaking cross cultures and barriers, but Jesus broke all that down. Mm. And we, I think we've failed to do that in Scotland. Okay. Um, so we should never be afraid to cross uh, new new borders or new barriers as, as pioneers. You know, we we have to be cross-cultured. We meet people where they're at. Yeah. Um, and we love them regardless. Okay. That's what a pioneer looks like. But I think... We invest in people without an agenda okay. as well. That's something that I've had to play with. A pioneer serves without results. You know, if we look at a sporting point of view, we our service doesn't have to have an end result that might be where are they on a Sunday. That's yeah. a really interesting point. Can I push back on that? Yeah, yeah just, to, just for a second. So, uh, there's a lot of really great stuff there. Let's let's start with that part though. I, I suspect some would say that's why pioneering is a waste of time because actually it's not making any impact at all mm-hmm. um, how, how would you respond to that? Yeah. Well in my experience with churches and, and and the whole pioneering let's go and get involved with the community thing we do that through short term funding so you come in you do some great big projects for 10, 12, 15 weeks maybe a year, maybe two years and uh, then you leave so the people who you're trying to engage with have actually had an experience of something that was good then they've been rejected. You know, whereas mm. the pioneer goes in there and is deeply rooted in the community okay. and is trusted in the community, is walking about building relationships in the community and has no hidden agenda and he's actually no funded. Okay. So the money will never run out then. You know, so that's not an issue. So the people then become very sceptical of funding of people coming in and trying to change the way they are whereas a pioneer doesn't want to change the way they are he comes in and bees who they are okay. you know it's a bit like when you I've got a mate who sells fish you know he sells fish because he smells like a fish right <laughs> the pioneer should be going in and smelling like his community okay. and uh, and then the building relationships building trust being accountable and, and listening you know I think when we try and define it, and I'm against terms. I know you mentioned terms earlier. <laughs> you have to fit into a term and boxes. Pioneers don't belong in them. Okay. You know, when we say it's a waste of money and, and it'll never work, that that's probably because we're not seeing any results, and okay. we have to see results. You know, everybody's in the result result led business these days. But for me, I think I live it rather than defining it, and it's in the living that it's defined. Okay. That's the thing. So. That's good. So I'm hearing you talk about things like local. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, pioneering is about a commitment to a local community. Yeah. I'm hearing you talk about pioneering is a long-term commitment to that particular local community. That pioneering is about deeply understanding that local community and in many ways imbibing that local community, smelling like the fish, you know, in, in your example. Um, so if we're not, if you're not comfortable with the language of success or measure, uh, measuring it as we have traditionally, bums on seats, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know, giving, whatever it happens to be, how, how would you talk about 
measuring the, the fruitfulness, if you like, to use a biblical term, of pioneering. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I would, I would have to say that in my experience with us, the, the results are building relationships, hearing people's stories, weeping with them, walking with them, listening to what they have to say, and, and at times burying their parents. Okay. There's, there's, so you're being the servant attitude there. It's a very scriptural thing for me, is that you walk with the wounded, mm-hmm. that you are fighting their corner because they're oppressed and they're, and they're suffering injustice. You know, we could hit out with Isaiah 58 and all that kind of stuff. You know, we, so we, success there, and, and, and I don't even think that belongs in the, the word pioneering uh, success. It, it's about being a, a servant and being a, a mirror of Christ. It's walking with the wounded, getting alongside people. Um, I mean, we're, I'm going out to help a young couple later on to paint their walls and their house, you know. That, that, that Hopefully the success is I won't spill any paint in their carpet, <laughs> you know. But, you, you know, that's the whole thing. They, they'll never come to church, that young couple. Well, then they might come to church, but right now we're just being an image of what it's like to be Jesus and helping okay, people. Because that, 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 that drives to the next question, which yeah. is, uh, all this local relational I didn't mention that earlier but you know yeah. that local involves yeah. relational all of that at what point do we have a sense that Jesus is the centre of what we're doing here and we're not just being you know freebie social workers or yeah. nice folk for it's a massive it's a, it's a massive question um, and, and the bottom line is you're you're called we're called to serve we're called to serve Christ and, and to help the poor, to walk with the wounded, all these kind of biblical things that we can look with. And, you know, what does it matter? What does it matter that we, we, we don't tell them? We, we do tell them that Jesus loves them, but what does it matter if they don't come to church? You know, it doesn't actually matter. They, they, we are showing them a different hope. We are showing them a new way of being community, yeah. um, of understanding who they are. And and in that, you know, I mean, for example, we, we share this we share the gospel with them. Yeah. Because they tell us us their stories and then we get to tell them theirs. So it works that way very well. You've earned the right to tell your story. You have to earn the right. And the only way you can do that is by listening to them, by getting alongside them, um, by sharing in their, their joyful moments and their sad moments, yeah. by burying their kids. Yeah. You know, by doing stuff like that that comes about um, not because of anything you've orchestrated but because you've basically walked by and chapped a door or you've, you saw somebody doing their garden or you've met someone in the street how are you doing pal? and from from that, I mean we we have a guy across the road who's he's the first guy I met when he came here and he he's so community orientated but he wasn't always community orientated and, and from that we built a very good relationship and you just and now we're walking him through cancer and, and, and what's, what he's going through and that's the blessing for us that we can walk beside him and we can tell him as well that his saviour's walking beside him mm. and we things like that but lots of examples but um, yeah the, I, I'm, I'm not into results you know keep the results for, for other people you know okay. it's not what we're about if I can rewind to what you were saying earlier you you mentioned uh, that they're not because you talked about how there's a lot of short term funding particularly in, it, in an area like Pollock or, mm. or many of the other kind of housing scheme areas that we could talk about around Scotland and that has developed a culture where people don't trust folks right because they think you're here for you know whatever you say you know the six week programme the one year programme the two year programme and then the funding's gone and you're leaving and you talked about 
the pioneer not being funded, which I think is an interesting statement mm-hmm. um, because it seems to indicate that it's inherent to pioneering that there's no funding mm-hmm. rather than just a simple outcome of how the church has currently mm-hmm. set itself up. Do, do you think that's true, that pioneers shouldn't be funded because it's part of who they are? No, I think that there has to be some kind of form of funding. Um, and and the, funding, the funding point I would probably make more is that a lot of social care gets funded into a, a poor, deprived area and then it gets taken out again. Whereas yep. from a church point of view, if we're seeing the, 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 the context of the local community and we call people who are pioneer missional thinkers, then we have to release them into that and that takes funds. You know, to be to be taken away from your, your full time job or your part time job, to be released. It doesn't have to be a full time stipend, but it has to be something that covers the cost of of their time okay. and energy. So funding is important, but the and it has to be a long term structure for churches, especially our union and and the Church of Scotland and, and all that kind of denominations who are looking at pioneering. Um, we we have to have some kind of form. I've, I've been part funded. I part funded myself for years, so I understand the whole uh, getting a stipend and getting half a stipend or getting money. It's important, of course, it is because uh, bottom bottom line as well. We have pride for men and women who we want to to support our, our partners and things like that. But we we need funded. Um, so I, I'm strong strongly supportive of funding for pioneers for all forms of ministry. But um, we do get a hard sell on the pioneer thing. We don't see results uh, instantly. Yeah, and, and I think that's interesting because you, you're talking about pioneering at the very beginning stages of it. And I think we've seen men and women uh, around Scotland at the moment are really, they're the pioneers of the pioneers. It's, it's a new thing. And so we don't have a legacy to point to that says, actually, look, mm-hmm. 10 years ago there was this, mm. now there's this. So fruitfulness is even harder to measure. So I, I think I think you're onto something there. I think that we need to probably think quite widely about how, how we measure fruitfulness, yeah. what health looks like perhaps in these contexts. Remember mm-hmm. Stuart Murray-Williams talking about measuring health in a pioneering context, mm-hmm. and perhaps that's something we could look at. But rather than getting bogged down in those practicalities, let's lift ourselves back out of that just a little bit um, and we've battered through our time together here in no time we could have done this uh, twice so I've got one, one, one more one more wee question here that, and then we'll see where we go um, how do you see pioneers or pioneering operating in a Scottish context and do you have any examples that you would want to point to well uh, I'll, I'll I'll show you. I'll tell you a wee bit about mine, if you don't mind. That'd be good. Yeah. The, the, when I was called to to Kavkar, it was a community pastor. How do we engage with a community at Kavkar that never really crossed the road? Um, so that I use my, my background as sport and fitness, if you, as you'd highlighted. I started a fitness class from Kavkar, where some of the church um, came along to a fitness class, and then we engaged with the the local community who came to the fitness class. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my Community, my church started to sweat. So that's how we that's how we <laughs> we trained together, and and people were quite shocked that I was one of the pastors. So the, there, there's something there about breaking new ground, bringing people into a church building, and when you wind that forward a couple of years um, to when we built relationships and trust again, people were then coming into the church and recognising people in the fitness class 
Um, so it wasn't a, such a, a burden for people to come into the fit, to sure. church yeah. because the guy who was leading worship goes to the fitness class. The person that was meeting him at the front door goes to the fitness class, and and from that we engaged in the in the communities. Now, forward that another twelve months, and we we then had offshoots from a fitness class where we did walking groups, we had holiday groups, and and we had book reading clubs, and then the, the next step in that would be let's look at how serious are we about faith. Uh, as, a, as a possibility here for an alpha, as a possibility for Christianity explored, as a, something that we can do by reading a book together. And, and, and in that, that's how that whole pioneering thing develops. Um, and none of this is really set up uh, for that with that end product in mind, but it just actually, it was organic in its, mm. in its movement. Um, and a lot of that's built around you, right, in terms of as the pioneer. So you made the, the, the... But also I can't do that without having a team run about me. Right. So that the whole thing there is the church has to get involved in it. If a church is going to be bold and call a pioneer or somebody who's really missional thinking, then don't put them into a box. Okay. But also support them. Okay. Or support them. You have to support them. And that just means, that doesn't mean on you go and do it yourself. Yeah. It means we're going to get alongside you yeah. and get out of the boat, so to yeah. speak, and come and do it. I mean, I, I was so blessed with the amount of people who got out of the boat and who really challenged themselves to be missional thinking. And it's a blessing to see uh, them when the lights come on for them. Um, and then you always have this kind of parental thing about worrying about them. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to say the right things? But they did. You know, they, and they, they, they went away and they made their own mistakes, and they, but they grew. But from that class... Other pioneers emerged. Um, we had a pioneer who did, um, you know, that fancy geocaching. That's oh, just, yeah. 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 Uh, that's just posh orienteering in my book. But somebody went away and did geocaching and started a geocaching community. And, and that was amazing to see. We had a book reading. Now, I wasn't in charge of that. But because we initially, initially started it, then we had identified a bit like go and make disciples, that kind of thing. But these people then went away and thought, I could do a big a book reading club, and quite a few. I never went to the book reading club, but quite a lot of folk did. So we started wee pockets of community that that merged from one base of a fitness class. So never be a, a pioneer should never be afraid to let go of things. Okay. So so this is about uh, the pioneer, the the the, the a she or he mm-hmm. looks at their particular calling. So you've used your particular mm-hmm. gifting in health and fitness to. To, uh, to break new ground, to get into a new yeah. space. And then as those relationships are developing, you're calling other Christians in around you yeah. there, and as their lights switch on and they go, oh, this is great, suddenly their particular calling, whether that's books or geocaching or whatever it happens yeah. to be, they're then released into that to form new communities around that. Yeah. So the pioneering almost begets itself. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Yeah. Good. And, and from a, a Scottish content, I mean, context, it's very important that you, you get to know your area. Very, very important. You need to know your area, and you need to know the people around about it. And, yeah. and because you, you, the, the church has got some great ideas, but they're completely wasted if it's pointless for the community that they're serving in. It really is. And so you've got to know your community. You've got to know the area where your church is serving, and you've got to be willing to go and serve. Um, but I, I would be encouraged as well that you know the, the emergence of what the Baptist Union is doing we we make um, the, the emergence of churches like your church, Glen, um, the, the the other small churches that are growing in, in our communities uh, and our, through our union. There's a lot of good stuff happening. 
So even though we don't have a lot of fruit, I think we're now we're doing practical stuff rather than theory. And that's a massive, that's for me, over the five years I've known you, I think, to see develop and grow, that I'm not alone anymore, um, that there's other pioneers out there. And, and to encourage the people further is to meet together, gather together, and just chat about some things, because that's how dreams happen as well. And, and pray and listen to the Spirit, because it's so important. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Dave, that just about brings our, our time to an end, but you, you just mentioned a really key word there, and that, that's the word pray, which I wonder, would, would you pray for us all just now? Could you do that for us? Right. Laura, I thank you that we just have these moments of uh, just blessed, blessing us together, where, where Glenn and I can just meet and chat and catch up as old friends. But Lord, there's a bigger picture happening here, not just in Pollock, but in Scotland. Lord, you're moving. So Lord, I do pray that you'll speak into the minds and the hearts of the people, and in and, and, and Scotland in particular, who have pioneering in their mind, who are pioneering in their hearts. Lord, just bless them and release them. And I pray for boldness for Scotland as well, particularly for the churches and our Baptist Union, that they would be bold enough to call people uh, who are missional-minded, who have pioneering in their hearts, to go and to serve their local communities in the church. And I pray that there will be an uprising of people in these communities and in these churches that will be bold enough to go and step forward in your name to to break new ground, to cross barriers, and to be really challenged uh, to serve you in all all areas of life, but particularly the, the local communities. So, Lord, be in all of that. We can only ask and pray in the most precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dave, thank you. One last question for you. Do you have a resource, or maybe even I'll allow you two, two. that you would like to recommend uh, to those folks who'd like to read a bit more about the kind of things we've been talking about? I keep mentioning communities and contextualising things. There's, there, there, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat you and say three. Oh right? goodness me! So hurry up then. We're the, running out of time. Right, there's a UK UK book called The Pioneer Gift which is based in the UK. And then there's the local book called um, The Poverty Safari by Darren McGarvey. That's based in Pollock. That lets me know about the people in Pollock, their culture. And also there's one about Glasgow, which is The Tears That Made the Clyde by Carol Craig, which speaks about the Glasgow society. So all, all that lets me know the context of where I'm serving God. Brilliant. And we'll put all those, a link to all of those in uh, the show notes so you can pick those up if you're interested. Dave, thank you so very much. And if people want to get in touch with you to chat more about this, I presume you're happy for them to look you up on the Pollock Baptist website and get in touch and bore you with stuff that they have questions about. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you for your time and your valuable insights. I'm sure they've been super helpful for everybody who's been listening. Um, We are just about done here, but enough to say if you've enjoyed the conversation today, then please subscribe to the Midcast. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher and really any other way you pick up your podcasts. If if you've enjoyed that, we would love it if you'd give us a review. It just helps us uh, to figure out what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. So you can do that on iTunes for you. We'd love you to say nice things, but we're happy for you just to be honest. If you have any feedback or ideas for questions, you can get in touch with us uh, through Twitter on at BUSMIGCAST, or you can connect with us on the Baptist Union of Scotland website at scottishbaptist.com forward slash MIGCAST. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. I'm Glenn Innes. This has been the MIGCAST. 
We are out. You've been listening to the MIGCAST, a presentation of the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland.